Welcome to Co-Creation Station with Colin and Stephanie, a podcast about the law of attraction, the art of allowing, spiritual magic, and how to enjoy this strange and miraculous journey we call life. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now here are your hosts, Colin and Stephanie. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Co-Creation Station, the podcast where we talk about the law of attraction, the art of allowing spiritual magic, the mind-body-spirit connection, and how to best enjoy this mystical, miraculous, mysterious, crazy, sometimes confounding, but always incredible journey we call life. My name is Colin. I'm located in beautiful, sunny North Hollywood, California. Hey, everyone. My name is Stephanie, and I am Stephanie Arlena, and I am a transformational life coach, and I'm in San Diego, California. That's what happens when I'm thinking about something else as I'm speaking. <laughs> we want to thank you so much for listening or watching today. Uh, we just want to let you know, we often mention Abraham Hicks and Esther Hicks. If you're not familiar with those names, Esther is a speaker and author who channels Abraham. Abraham is described as a group of entities from beyond our physical world who share their wisdom by speaking through Esther at workshops and speaking opportunities around the world. You can search on Google or on YouTube uh, to find out more about uh, them, or you can find more about them online at abraham-hicks.com. And I do just want to let you know everything we share on our uh, podcast here is Stephanie and I's own opinion. We're not affiliated uh, with... Um, Abraham Hicks in any way, but we're just huge fans. Um, each week we start our discussion off from a different jumping off point. And uh, this week, Stephanie, I think you kind of had the, the jumping off point for us. We discussed it briefly in friend time as usual. Um, but I'm glad you brought it up because it's something that I feel like as soon as you started mentioning, I was like, oh yeah, that is a really cool concept from Abraham that's helped me a lot. And I don't feel like we have talked about it in a while. So yeah, so I was listening to um all love all one all one all love it's a channel on youtube that i absolutely love and this particular one was the manifestation isn't the person place or thing it's actually the emotion because when i want really want something i want it because i think i'm gonna feel really good having it and so the manifestation is really the emotion that i'm looking for i think it's this thing person place or thing or being a certain way or whatever it's really not. I want it because I think I'm going to feel really good. Well, I can do that manifestation now, like within 10 minutes or less, I can feel better now. And so like I, even in friend time, I was feeling pretty good. But by the time we were done, I was feeling really good. Like we were laughing and having fun. And I think the same thing for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what I'm looking for. And when they, when I heard it over and over again, I was like, man, that's, I can do that now. Like, I don't have to wait to get that thing or postpone my joy or my happiness or me feeling good until I get that thing, or I'm going to be miserable until I get it. It's like, I can feel good now. There's like a lot of things that I can do, or just hanging out with you for the last half hour. I feel a lot better than before we got onto Zoom and started chatting. That's how everybody feels when they hang out with me, by the way. <laughs> They feel better. Oh, I don't have the market on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought it up because Abraham brings this up pretty regularly in, in her workshops. And it's, it's an interesting concept because first of all, it's sort of, it plays a little bit with what, what is the goal of, you know, living a, a good, happy life? You know, is it getting everything you want 
or is it just being able to enjoy your life and feel good? And, and think really, about it. We can still get those things and not be yeah. that great. There's a lot of people out there who have everything they wanted and they're still, yeah. they don't feel that great. They're not that happy or something, right. you know? But that's the strange <laughs> thing is that to a certain extent, you know, we have the capacity to feel rich, even if we're not physically, you know, what, yeah, you know, financially yeah. wealthy at this exact moment, right. we can feel like we have a really great partner, even if we don't at this exact moment, like we can feel all these things. I, I you know, our brains and our, our bodies allow us to do that. And yeah. it's sort of one of those things of like, cause people say all the time, especially like, I think there's a lot of talk about um, using the law of or working with the law of attraction to get to attract your perfect romantic partner. Right. And what gets said a lot is, well, really the best way is just to feel great about yourself, like be in love with yourself, yeah. take yourself on dates, whatever. Yeah. But like the that weird card part of when that I was is the reading earlier. The, the thing is not to, the, the point of that is not to get you to a state where I don't know exactly how to describe it, not to get to a state where you're controlling yourself as a magnet. Like you're, you're like, Oh, okay. I, now I love myself. I feel really good. So I'm this magnet and I'm going to attract a partner that probably will happen. But, but the point is you don't have to do anything. It's just, you, you're getting your vibration in the correct state to allow it in. But then the irony is if you feel really great and you love yourself and whatever, you're not going to sit around depressed about how you don't have a romantic partner. Like you already feel great. So well, and it's that whole thing. If I'm thinking, Oh, I'm going to do this so I can attract that. I'm already thinking of the lack of it right, because right. I'm saying, well, if I do that, I'll attract that. Thing. So it doesn't side, work yeah. anyways. Yeah. But it's one of those things is if you realize, like if you sit there um, and in the secret, they, they do a really good sequence about, you know, somebody who wants to just as an example, attract a car and they sort of have this really great visual in the film of somebody visualizing that they have the car, you know, so they sit in an armchair in their house, but they close their eyes and they actually like kind of, you know, they put their hands up and they feel the steering, you know, they just imagine feeling the steering wheel until it's so real. And the weird thing is if you spend time, I've done this, I, I feel like I should do it a lot more often, but if you do that on a regular basis, like you get to this stage where like you don't need the car anymore well it just feels good right then in the moment right he's already he, conjuring that right. thought of yeah. and so it's all it's like he has it right and then i think the other trick of the other part of that because there's a two-parter is trusting and believing it's coming yeah like it, it, it exists it's on it because because i which I is way this. easier to which is much easier to do if you've spent that time doing that and it's nearly impossible if you're focused on the lack of it. Oh yeah. I can't even get there from there. Yeah. Um, so the, I heard this one this week too, that I had to write it down because I loved it so much and I hadn't heard it in a while. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. I was like, yeah. oh, dang, that is so juicy. I love that one. So, so speaking of, so I was thinking about this the other day and um, I had a, I give myself a coaching session. Years ago, I started doing this every week because I thought, you know, here I'm helping my clients feel really good. And it's like, but I, I felt a little jealous. I'm like, I want some of that too. So I started um, giving myself a coaching session every week. And so this week in the coaching session, I kept saying, 
tell me something good. Well, what else? Tell me something else. And I spent the whole, almost the whole time doing that. And so one of the things I started talking about was when I met David, David and Hammond, I always want you to know you gave me so many gifts. You have no idea. So from that experience that, you know, we weren't together for an hour and a half, but from that time that I met him to the time that he left, it was probably about that length of time. And there were so many awesome, good feeling conjuring moments of, of the characteristics, the feelings that I want to have with my ideal partner. And so I was talking about it and I was thinking about it a lot. And so I kept doing it. Even after the coaching session, I just kept thinking about, oh, well, I like this about him. And oh, I like that about him and on and on. And then a few hours later, I was at Sprouts and I was shopping and I saw this man at the store. (laughs) And he kind of looked like David and there was just kind of a similar feeling. And I was like, wow, that was really fast. And so... I kind of have stopped doing it since, but it's that another thing I heard this week from listening to Abraham a lot was um, we have people, when we interact with people, they, they have no idea how much they could be helping us. And so David had no idea how much he helped me conjure all of those feelings in just that short amount of time of us meeting and interacting with each other. And he gave me such a big gift because it was like higher power gave me this sample of, of how I want, how I want to feel and the characteristics of my partner. So, you know, and we do that for others and we have no idea, right? Like sometimes haven't you had this? I know everyone has, I know I have where someone goes, well, you helped me so much. Cause you said that, that, that a long time ago. And it it's stayed with me ever since. And I'm like, I did. I don't even remember saying that. Right. Has anyone ever said that to you? All the time. <laughs> People have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we don't know the impact that we have on others. But I think the thing that really is fascinating to me about the, the, the concept is that if you feel good enough on your own to allow in something that, you know, something you want to be, do, or have, you actually don't need the thing that you you're desiring and it's perfectly fine to desire it and it's perfectly and it's the best way to allow it in but it it does feel like a little bit of a trick to me (laughs) i feel like abraham has said that before on some of the workshops that i've listened to on youtube she's like you know this is a little bit of a trick but it's Mm -hmm. it's it's sort of like if you get feeling really good just good in general like if you're just really lying on your bed at home and you're super happy um you don't you don't need the new car with that same sort of desperation that sometimes we have with these things you know but then it's like oh wait well if i feel so good and i don't need the car should i still get the car (laughs) and what's funny is it's gonna it's gonna show up it's gonna show up like you keep doing that it's gonna eventually show up but it does seem a little counterintuitive it does seem to be like well, wait a minute, if I actually feel so good, like I already have the car, I don't need it. Like, why would I actually need the actual car? <laughs> because it's going to conjure so many other good emotions. You're going to have so many more wonderful Well, yes. And I think Abraham points out a really good sort of trap door, though, to that is when we're in that 
this whole sort of discussion highlights the fact for me at least that when we're in sort of a more desperate desire state so we're focusing on the lack of the thing like why mm -hmm. don't i why do i have a beat up car yeah. and i can't get a new car that sort of thing um the trap door in that sort of thinking is you think you'll feel better when you get the new car and in that mm. situation like yeah. this isn't this is a the opposite of how the law of attraction works but let's just say for, as an example you have this negative vibration you're focusing on the lack of the new car but somehow the new car shows up right you will feel better for a, a short period of time but when you're in that desperate state i think a lot of times what happens is we think when i get the new car i will feel great forever oh, right yeah, yeah like that new car is going to solve all my problems I'll, I'll feel fantastic you know it's and what what the reality is is that any experience any activity any possession that we attract allow into our lives it's it usually has a smaller amount of ability to give us that feeling than we imagine beforehand. It has a shelf life. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like I said to you earlier, I never met a feeling that didn't pass. That feeling is yeah. going to pass that feeling of joy. Yeah. But if it's something we really want, um, we can still, we'll still enjoy it. Right. 100%. But the, like that, like that, that excitement of it all, it does pass. Yeah even getting into a new relationship that, you know, that, um, the honeymoon stage, you know, that does yeah. pass. Yeah. And so with everything, it does pass. And I, you know, I was thinking about the woman that I met at, you know, Kono's years ago when she said to me, she's like, you know, I was just happy and things always worked out for me. Yeah. And I was like, dang, that just says it right there. Like, yeah. if I just do my part, like stuff that I want's going to show up experiences that I want's going to, it's just, and I don't know when and how. Yeah. And I think that's the magic of life is not knowing because that's what makes it so exciting and surprising and like, wow. Um, but if I don't do the good feeling work, like I'm just going to kind of stay stuck in this like perpetual unhappiness and. Well, yeah. And for me, I think for me in the past and, and for a lot of people, I think you're staying stuck in that sort of circular unhappiness, but you're also convinced that something other than your emotional state is the key to long-term feeling better. And I think that's the trap is, you know, being staying unhappy and thinking, well, if I just had a better job or if I just could find a boyfriend or girlfriend, or if I just could get a million dollars, well, then I'd be happy for the long term. And the reality is, if you're maintaining a state of lack and maintaining a state of unhappiness, getting a boyfriend or getting a car or getting a lot of money, will that's going to be a temporary fix. And then you're going to go back to once the, the shelf life of that wears off, you're going to go back to your inner state. So the interesting thing about maintaining a, a a happy state as much as you can is it's 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 the it's a dual gift right because on yeah, the one hand, yeah if you maintain a positive vibration like you say like the stuff you, that you're desiring that you've put in your vortex is just going to keep showing up because you're in this good feeling state but also you're just going to be you're going to have a happy life because you're feeling good inside yeah and you're not dependent right on That's manifesting acts like i'm only going to be happy if i manifest when. this yeah. this fill in the blank right
because so many people that's that's the story that we hear a lot i think of like people who are uh super unhappy but they somehow manifest a lot of stuff like you, there's you know plenty of stories of wealthy people who you know make more money and more money and more money and they're still miserable and it seems to be that it's because they're convinced that the next thing they they go off go out and get is going to make them happy and yet it never does so they have to go out and keep getting it with this kind of like desperate you know and the reason why they keep getting it is they believe they have a belief that they can have it that they yeah. deserve it yeah and so that's why it's not just the joy that brings it it's also the belief right. and the expectation yeah. there's so many components of the art of allowing it's just not yeah. oh feel good and life's going to be better it's like it's belief yeah yeah and emotion and like and i was listening to something this week and it was like you can i can have doubt but if the desire overpowers the doubt it'll still come in yeah so it goes back to again the manifestation isn't the person place or thing it's really the emotion so we can yeah. conjure the emotion like if yeah. If I want to feel good now, I can. I can find something that makes me feel better. Yeah. It's like a whole spill. And again, that will be a dual gift because if you if you can get yourself from a low energy or low vibrational emotional state and you can just climb up the ladder that we talked about a couple episodes ago to a, a better feeling state, you know, yes, you're going to manifest more stuff out of your vortex into your life that you're desiring but also you're going to feel better mm. like <laughs> like you might get the car a month from now but the immediate gift is you'll feel better like <laughs> you know i do feel like our society and our cultures has this weird it's never stated on the surface but there is this weird kind of message that like for certain things or certain situations if you if you suffer enough you know, you'll get something great out of that. Yeah. Or, you know, if yeah. you're mis if you get miserable enough and share your misery with enough people, then something yeah. that will trigger something good to happen. And it's like, yeah, that's not that's a big man. Like, that's a big price to pay too. Like, right. My help like, there. Like, hey, I don't think it works. And B, yeah. you're miserable on the uh, way to ooh, it. Ouch. I know. I know. I don't, I don't even like feeling bad anymore. It's like, what the, ugh it's yucky and I can actually feel it in my body sometimes yeah. like I had that feeling this week where I was thinking I had these negative thoughts going on and it had built up momentum and then I started feeling it in my body and I was like what yeah I'm like holy crap I'm like that's how disease is created yeah. do that you know constantly for hours every day days and weeks and weeks and months and months and years and then that's how where you know i feel like a lot of these diseases come from it's that resistance in my body but yeah. but i actually felt it like the the resistance in my body and i was like whoa i don't think i had ever felt it been so conscious of it before and i was like Do you think, oh, yeah. talking about this it makes me wonder because i think I mean, I definitely had the experience of being challenged by and having to work on um, this concept of what I deserve in terms of the things that I'm trying to allow into my life. Like I have to, I've had to work on myself to believe that I deserve uh, to make good money and deserve a good, a nice car and deserve a nice home. Do you think that some people, cause we're talking about the person who kind of looks like an anomaly in a way because they're like, they're miserable, but they're attracting all this stuff in. 
I just had this thought of like, I wonder if some of those people have this belief that they like they deserve money and they deserve nice cars and fancy clothes, but they don't deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm sure there's every component out there. Yeah. You know, because like, that'll work as if like if I believe I don't deserve a, a nice car, it's going to be extremely difficult for me to attract a nice car. And I was just thinking like, oh, yeah, if I also have a belief that I don't deserve to be happy or or like it's wrong for me to be happy, like I shouldn't make other people uncomfortable by being happy because so many people are unhappy. I used to have that feeling when I, I mean, when I, I think it's kind of common when I started feeling better and better and I get around certain people and they yeah. weren't happy at all. I was right. like, you I feel remember guilty. I was I was like, yeah, I was like I was uncomfortable because I'm you know, I had a lot of different thoughts going on in my head, but I was like, oh, can't be too happy because they'll be yeah. like, what's her? Like, what's up with her? Like, yeah, oh, she's so happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no, so I we that toned it down a little, but now I just don't really have those kind of people in my life. So, yeah. But um, Well, the other thing too, is you can, sh you know, I think it's, you know, again, our, I feel like I throw our society and our culture under the bus a lot, and but I'm going to do it again. Um, <laughs> I, I do think there is this kind of idea out there that um, that we all get fed, whether whether we adopt it and believe it and it becomes ingrained in us or not um, is another story. But this idea that when you're you know, whether it's your family or your coworkers or your neighbors or whatever, that it's wrong to stand out. It's wrong to, you need to blend in with, you know, your yeah, family. Status quo. Yeah. So if your family believes that it's, um, you know, all rich people are evil, then, and you really drink that in as a kid and it becomes a belief, then you're going to, you're going to have to work on releasing that belief if you want to attract wealth, because your system is like set yeah. up to resist money from exactly. that. belief. You know? And even if you, uh, if I were to allow it in, I would release it because I have this belief and I wouldn't want well, to go is... against my family. So Jerry, yeah. Jerry had Esther talks about this situation when, with Jerry, when Jerry started creating more so well Jerry Hicks is Esther Jerry Hicks. Yeah. Thank you. On. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was the one that helped catapult us all knowing who and, and bringing about Abraham because he had all these questions. And so um, Abraham answered a lot of them for him. But one of them was he felt because he grew up very poor, like very poor. Yeah. And um, and so as he became an adult, he started creating wealth for himself. But he had this this you know tug of war within him because he grew up thinking like you know people wealthy people were shysters and that they were evil and you know did bad things and he had a mentor who was like you're never going to be able to be wealthy or keep your wealth if you have that attitude about it yeah. and so he worked on changing his belief system and i remember abraham talking about it and one of the things that he did was was like oh well if i buy this cadillac I am helping all the workers on the assembly line who helped make this, this car yeah. and, and the salesman at the, you know, he's going to be able to feed his family and live well. So he, he turned it around so that he yeah. was like him having money and buying nice things was so many people were benefiting from that ex purchase. And yeah. so that helped him 
um, work around his beliefs that it was wrong and bad to have be wealthy. Yeah. Well, you and I have talked about another individual and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on him or even give his name because I don't want to trigger anybody, but a, a, a uh, New York real estate uh, magnate who is also now a former president of the United States. Like if you look at his life, what we know about it from the media and everything, like he obviously, you know, love him or hate him. He obviously has the ability to allow in tons of like money and success and, you know, fame and all this stuff. But then as I look at his journey, he also does this stuff where he, he alienates people. He loses things that he's built or accumulated, you know, and then he has to like, kind of go get it back, you know? And so I, I wonder with him, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, I wonder with him, it's like, obviously he's got beliefs, like I deserve X, Y, and Z, you know, I deserve money. I deserve, you know, fame, whatever. But then he's also got to have some sort of belief in there that sabotages that after the fact that like, I don't deserve to keep it or I don't deserve, I don't deserve to be happy with it or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? And it's kind of weird to watch somebody continually allow so much what, what a lot of us would think is good stuff, like owning golf courses and money and stuff like that. But then like watch like so much of it go away or get damaged by, you know, repeatedly by the same sorts of behavior, you know, it's like. That reminds me of, um, there was an older gentleman who was in the hot seat and they call it the hot seat when you get to go up on stage and ask Abraham a question or something. And this gentleman was older and he's like, you know, I've lost everything. I've worked so hard in my life and I, you know, I lost it all. And he's like, I just, I can't do it over again. I just, you know, I have a limited amount of time on earth now. And Abraham was like, you don't have to do all that over again. He's like, what do you mean? And she's like, Abraham's like, you've already create that set point. And so even though you've lost it all, your vibration is at that, that you have all of that. So it's not going to take you the 30 years that it took you to build it because your energy and your vibration is that. Yeah. And it was like so cool to listen because it kind of reminds me of my situation where, you know, I've, I've, I lived in my home for like 25 plus years. I love my property, you know, the house was paid off, all these things I loved about it. And like, I don't have that anymore. And it was like, but Steph, that's your set point. So yep. even though it went away, you're going to get it back. It's going to look differently, but it will be the energy of, because that is your set point. And that, oh, that makes me feel so good. <laughs> and again, I don't know how, I don't know when, it's not my job. Law of attraction is taking care of all of it. What I need to do is what we started this whole episode with is the manifestation, the feeling. How does it feel? I want to feel good. Oh, I can feel good now. So yeah. that then I'm a vibrational match. I'm a cooperative component. I'm not the only holdout because it's all been gathered. And just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Well said, my friend. Um, all right. Well, we're super happy that you joined us for this discussion today. Um, we hope you got something out of it. Remember, we're at this time, we're posting a brand new episode for you every Monday morning. Uh, we also truly appreciate you doing whatever your platform allows you to do to support the podcast. Um, everything you do, following, liking, writing us a review, all that stuff, all that helps other people find us. All our social media links and our email address are down in the doodly-doo in the description <laughs> of the YouTube version below. We wish you a happy and abundant week, and we look forward to you joining us again on the next episode of Co-Creation Station. Bye, Bye everyone. everyone.